0: Everyone, thank you for joining me. Welcome to A.K.A. Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. And I'm your host, Peter A. DeLuca, A.K.A. The Pop Culture Pope, A.K.A. The Sketchbook King, A.K.A. Let's sell you something real quick. I have an go It's a comic book. It's called Trial by Fire, and it's lit. I'm getting a ton of sign-ups. Go there now, sign up, so I can email you when it's available. And let me tell you, you don't have to be in the comic books to appreciate and to love and to see what's happening on the page because it's it's this is a love letter of imagination, creativity and just storytelling overall. But anyway, everyone, we're on the road to 300. You can you you can tell cuz there's like car sound effects running throughout this entire intro and we're talking about car racing movies. Le Mans Lama, as they pronounce it in the movie, Steve McQueen. Now, this is a legendary movie. We're going to get into it, because I saw it for the first time not too long ago. I'm talking one night ago. Let's get through that intro, and let's get to episode 292 of AKA Pads Audio Audacity podcast. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Let's get to it. All right, so confession confession my uh, watch is going off confession 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 um i'm designing my intros (laughs) for the road to 300 to be a little bit longer why am i doing that well i wanted to kind of build the atmosphere so i I put together a couple sound files and i you know did, did, did some audio engineering pat myself on the back And I just wanted some, like, car racing sound intro, sound effect intros. And the previous episode, Grand Prix, uh, my intro was just too short. And I, I really couldn't utilize them. I couldn't utilize them the way how I envisioned. And the cool thing is, though, these movies, Grand Prix, Le Mans, I talked about this in the last episode. These movies are brother and sister. They are intertwined in so many deep ways. And it's like you 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 see the uh, the differences already with cinematography, uh, set design, you know, just basically how you're like looking at everything on your screen, and sound design and sound engineering. And I, I don't know, I just feel like they go one one or one with this, and I really should, <laughs> I somewhat contribute or or honor to that idea. So anyway, long intro, long intro, but yes, yeah, so. I alluded to uh, a trial by fire, pun intended. Uh, No, trial tribulation. Painful, painful attempt to watch this movie that took months. This is one of the big reasons why there's been a delay in the AK Pat's Audio Audacity. Can I say that? Audio Audacity podcast. Why was there a delay? Peter, come on, pop culture poop, get with it. So... This movie was not available on Amazon Prime, um which creates a huge problem for me, and it wasn't available on any other network now you you might just say to yourself, "Well, Pete, just buy the dVD, ship it to you." so I somewhat have a like a policy i I don't like buying dvds i don't I just don't care they're they're out of my head. I don't even look at like, you know, like I kind of like some of the, the YouTubers that do the DVD tours just because or like the room tours or they go out buying DVDs just because it reminds me of movies. You know, like it's just like a um it's it's, it's almost like a movie cliff note. So I had to do it and we were in the middle of the pandemic and I just said, you know, like, whatever, just just do it. It was like fourteen dollars it gets shipped now it takes a few days for me to oh that oh, was also the uh, camping like I, I was I was high up in the PA mountains doing some bro stuff some guy stuff not really though <laughs> it's just like you that trip was like you just you you walk a lot which is amazing uh, and you you essentially have no electricity and no cell phone signal. And there you go. You have to live. So, oh, and alcohol. But we did get our alcohol confiscated by the uh, park uh, authority. So I come back from this trip. Le Mans is waiting for me. And it takes me a couple more days after the trip to, to get to it. Crack it open. Now, my whole plan of action was to play in my Xbox One. Xbox One, I checked. I, it, I only have a few other DVDs. One is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Pumping Iron. Uh, I have two bootlegs, Fantastic Four, uh, a DC Universe bootleg uh, pilots, And no, it's not just the Justice League or Wonder Woman. There's a pilot on that disc that I am just trying to find the opportunity to attack, and I did miss my opportunity with one of the previous DC movies that came out. And this thing's not even anymore, but anyway. Uh, and it's like I have a Michael Jackson video disc that my sister got for me a couple of years ago for Christmas, long time ago for Christmas. I just held on to it, and Dianetics, because, you know, I'm open to all ideas. I have just this, this big Dianetics DVD that I put, I still put on from from time to time. Uh, just because I look it's full of good self-help stuff and, uh, and you know I'm open to anyone's theory on how the brain works so anyway so it doesn't play get the replacement in so you know I do I do the exchange you know how to go back to the to usps drop it off all this stuff second one doesn't play now it hits it, it like it, it hits the intro you know, like the the CBS or, or ABC or, you know, I think it's CBS, um, which stinks because I do subscribe to CBS All Access or something, you know, and it hits, but it doesn't roll in the menu. And so there's ways on through the, the Xbox and some of its options, you can kind of navigate like to a timeline or to a video. And this desk wouldn't, play past the intro, wouldn't even finish the intro, you know, like the opening logo. So some more time passed. Uh, I managed to get a DVD player for my Microsoft Surface. That played just fine, but I had to go through a night of testing uh, freeware, free DVD players for Windows 10, because for some reason, Windows Media, you know, like this similarity here, doesn't read the authoring for the dvD found one worked and then yeah my father who uh likes to call me every other day to check in on me because my whole family's just paranoid that i'm in philadelphia they are paranoid between the protests the riots um you know and and the pandemic they're you know they they hate it so they, they're always checking in on it checking in on me but and and I thank him so so my father so I just mentioned I'm like oh I'm like I'm watching Lamont's tonight uh, sorry Lama, and I went through hell like Tony I went because I call my parents by their first name like I'm like Tony I went through like you know when you're listening to this this is all caps it's all caps but it's Tony I went through hell to get this DVD to play. So maybe some of that got lost on them. Because, you know, we, we jump around. You know, we talk a lot. If if you haven't guessed, just from listening to me and hanging out with me for so long, <laughs> I do jump around. Uh, so, like, a day later, by Amazon, a DVD player comes. It. My father shipped me a DVD player. It literally came in one day from Amazon. And my head exploded. Checked the inputs. The boy did good. HDMI. I had it plugged in, checked in, tested within 10 minutes. And then a few more days go by. <laughs> and then I finally watched it. So all of that was about two months. Um, throughout my adult life, uh, I would say, like, you know, I have gravitated away from more creative people. Uh, I think that this is one of the reasons why I'm so dedicated to collecting uh, creative action figures. And by that, I mean um, action figures of creatives. I just had the Larry Hammer one shipped to me from from Kickstarter. That was like a three-year wait. So, Larry Hammer, if you all know Larry Hammer, he is the guy that really gave us the 80s G.I. Joe. So... Yeah, like, I'm not so much drawn to the Walt Disney types anymore. Yeah, and and that's broad. Uh, I'm more drawn to, like, innovators of industry. I'm more drawn into uh, individual biographies. Uh, You know, I love short biographies, and I love long ones. You know, hey, it's the biographies I have that are in the middle. I'm looking at you. So, you know, and and some of the... uh, the real-life people that I picked up, to not 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 to emulate, ju- just to remind myself what I'm doing. A lot of it has to do with the world of fitness, but Steve McQueen is one of those guys that I gravitated towards into my adulthood, you know, like I foregoed uh, the George Lucas and I adopted Steve McQueen. I have a picture of Steve McQueen hanging up uh, with Paul Newman, uh, you know, Right above my television, two glorious black and white pictures, by the way, that uh, yours truly made. So this movie, you know, believe it or not, uh, has been one of those sticking points with me. I always wanted to see it. There's a documentary about this movie, There and there's a lot of material about the making of this movie. We can go into this, but it's kind of funny. This movie, the production of it, reminded me very much of Superman 2. Uh, dual directors one credited one uncredited lots of drama behind the scenes lots of um you know uh, arguments on the exact intent of the movie and by by that I mean like what are we doing here now intents not direction and I will keep, I will always say this intent is not direction okay it's something different and there's not enough discussion about intent anymore intense just lost um so what so uh how how many times am i going to say so there we know steve mcqueen bullet saying pebbles you know like his his two biggest well-known movies saying pebbles was his one like oscar run but we mostly know steve mcqueen from bullet we also know steve mcqueen from dying yeah, uh, you know, we also know him from Great Escape, but he's he's like a side character in Great Escape. We also know him from dying of cancer at an early age. He he died at 50, which is amazing. Yeah, you know, like amazingly sad. Uh so you know, along the way, like the car from Le Mans became legendary blue and orange, like beautiful looking vehicle. The legend of him racing, you know, uh, the idea that Steve McQueen was like, you know, they call him the King of Cool, all of that stuff. Okay, he he, the more he was not with us, the lo- the, the the more this legend grew of him. And Lamont. is this movie that is a definition of who he is. He, he's a racer now. Steve McQueen, it might have been any given Sunday, right? Steve McQueen also made a motorcycle documentary. In my magazine stand, uh, you know, rack. I have a little rack. That's what she said. Uh, I have Steve McQueen's uh, Sports Illustrated cover with him racing a motorcycle. And I love that issue for that reason. But, you know, like him and James Garner, again, brother and sister, uh, regarding these two movies, also was like a similar character. And, and Stephen Queen's is almost just like evolution of that because he his acting got him a little bit further, right? He got more accolades than James Garner, but he was also part of a different era. Now, they're separated by about 10 years, but um, I think similar to our time now, 10 years is going to mean a lot. Ten years is gonna be a different world. So we have this movie and I'm finally able to watch it. Now, see McQueen's gear too, his jacket in this, legendary the golf logo. Uh just really cool stuff. Um I think I love the car racing stuff from, from just from the logos alone. But so I started watching this movie. And I'm just watching it. You know, like I'm just kind of zombified, zoning out. And I start taking some notes. So I'm just going to go through these notes. Because it's amazing. Some of the things I uh, picked up. Now, we have technical things. We have all kinds of cool, different technical things with this movie. Now. Every car racing movie goes through the same technical uh, criteria. Great sound, great cinematography, great shots, great blocking, great design, great set design. Uh, So much of it is figured out before they shoot, and usually it pays off. Now, this even goes with our upcoming computer movies. It doesn't matter. You know, a good shot's a good shot. This movie blew me away because it's nearly a silent film. And you'd be like, Pete, what are you talking about? Okay, there's not much dialogue. There's not much talking. And then it's like, Pete, how'd you like this movie so much? Well, look, I always attribute uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or John milius's Conan the Barbarian because that's roughly a silent movie for the first, like, 30 minutes. Now, we have, like, you gotta remember, too, silent movies did have music. Okay, they had music and they had sound effects playing when you were at the theater. So, silent movie doesn't always mean the movie is completely silent. Um, but yeah, you know, I I get that technicality. So, we're, we go about twenty four minutes with no dialogue, and we establish almost like the uh, what's making the heart of this character that Steve McQueen's playing. There is a race. Previous year, Stephen Queen nearly dies. There's a woman that's in the mix. Uh, he's somewhat withdrawn from this woman, and there's an upcoming race. So we get this like flashback, we get the title, and then we get this like uh amazing uh like fandom, you know, like again, same beginning as Days of Thunder, same beginning as Grand Prix, the March. The people are there. The people uh, we're waking up in our cars. The audience, the spectators are lining up. They're filling the seats. The mechanics are working on the cars. The ownership is is debating, is arguing, like all of this stuff. Okay, the driver is gearing up. Like this this type this march, and that's long. It's like what is what is this movie? You know, like I'm thirty plus minutes into this movie now. And I I just watched, like, three things. I watched a flashback. I watched kind of, like, the race get started. And I watched a little, like, a little bit of dialogue. It's like, holy crap. (laughs) This movie is taking its time. The first act, boom, out of the way. And then we go into, like, the rain. So everything's wet. These shots alone are mesmerizing. The water running through the back tires. Running off the tires. Um, the cars are cutting through the rain. Uh, it just looks amazing. And there's a lot of shots like this. And you you just sit down and you're like, how, how was this done? Help me out. <laughs> I'm going to move my screen here so I can... Hey, I'm dealing with a new setup, so... Bear with me. It's hard to take your eyes off this film because the shots are so deliberate. They're purposeful. They're designed. So we yeah, we we jump ahead a little bit further. We know a little bit more about the ownership situation, about Steve McQueen's situation, and the sitch with the girl. But not much. I mean this is all. Stuff you would like pass along in the high school class. Um, and I say that in, in, in the sense that it's little information. You can pass it along in the note. And then there's Ferrari crashes in this movie. And the crash is the template of every single 10 years later. Every single movie in the 80s is going to have our hero running away from a car at, or a house or something. As an explosion erupts and a shockwave pushes our character forward towards the camera, it's done in this movie. This movie's made in 1971 and it's awesome. The accident happens, we cut our sound. It's almost like, again, we go completely silent, minimum sound effects. The driver gets out of the car. And slow motion run, and boom. Okay, that blew me away, pun intended. So, this movie's one race, it's not a season, it's not like Grand Prix. This movie is about the men who compete, not just in this race, but the men in general. And I say men because, you know, it's a movie about guys. It's also a sport dominated by men, but it is about what drives them. What gets them to that point of risking their lives all the time. And if you look at this, like it's hard to put that down on film. It's hard to even write that. But this film just wants to show you. It wants to show you what it feels like, wants to show you what it's. Like, wants to, you know, bring you as a spectator inside a little bit. And I often fought a lot of movies, like, you know, like, and this kind of falls in, it's a comedy little problem. You know, where the movie doesn't stick to the bit the entire time, meaning, like, Days of Thunder has a huge middle. That's a very awkward love story. You can kind of make the same argument argument with grand prix a lot of these sport movies and a lot of comedies like wedding crashers breaks you know awesome first act and then we're not crashing weddings anymore we're doing something else this movie is what it is all the way through and the only movie that i think somewhat committed to the bit as much as they sports wise is I will say it's a Kevin Costner movie. That's right, <laughs> Love of the Game, directed by St. Remy. Uh, I just got like a very similar feeling because that movie too is about a, uh, a man's journey. It's about his life. It's about one moment. This is very similar. So see, yeah, you know, like we get we get into the end. Uh, we know Steve McQueen's not going to win the race. Okay. But we get this moment at the end that two vets, no dialogue, acknowledge that Steve McQueen was the better racer. Steve McQueen should have won that day. Um, And bang, we're done. Like, no words. Steve McQueen kind of, like, walks off with the girl. Uh, someone vindicated. You know, Steve McQueen, too, has his own little, like, accident sequence in this. But they get him in, in another car because, you know, Le Mans is a 24-hour race. Uh, it's one of the most grueling things a human can do or a team of humans can do uh, designed by humans. I mean, you can walk across the desert. That's grinding, but it's it's we're not talking about exactly that. So, yeah, I mean, everyone, this movie really got me. It just got me because of the intent. The intent of this movie is to bring you closer to what it might be like. And that's it. Just a little bit closer. Even if it's a step. Okay? Uh, Would this movie be different? With more, like, surround sound, bigger screen? I would would argue. I think any car racing movie, any movie, excuse me, any movie of this nature, yes. But that's not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's not, not the world we live in. Those are not the options we have. This movie is very important. So, our next movie, episode 293. Uh, the Wikipedia says uh, Quentin Tarantino likes this movie. Uh, <laughs> I was between two movies, Thunder Alley and Thunder in Carolina. Thunder in Carolina uh, is it's legit. Um, it's I wouldn't say it fits because I kind of watch these two movies back to back. I wouldn't say it exactly fits with what I was trying to build towards with these 10 movies. But, um, I will also say Ford versus Ferrari does not, nor does Speed Racer. Speed, you know, Speed Racer is all about one moment for me, but it's big. So, yeah. um. But that's also a reason why Talladega Nights is not in this and Stoker Ace is in this because I'm using this as like a pretty sizable opportunity to introduce myself to new movies. And there's there's this, there's Stoker Ace, The Last American Hero, that's our next and next one. (laughs) That's 294. Um, Yeah, like I haven't seen these movies. Uh, this block here I haven't seen. Like the first five movies going to the Road Three Hundred I haven't seen. This is why I do this podcast. This is why your boy over here is the pop culture king. Because my goal is to watch every single movie and record it. But look, everyone, I love you. Thanks for joining me. Subscribe, support, sign up for uh, the Indiegogo trial by fire. Hit me up on Twitter, aka Pad. AKA pad 69 on instagram and just just search AKA Pad on on the youtube thing because i do videos and i'm probably gonna shoot a video when i'm done this uh and hopefully it goes up soon i'm getting so much better quicker with my videos but everyone i love you rock and roll and thanks for joining me